All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's happening, Leafs fans? Today's show is dedicated to the life and times of Boria Salming. Rest in peace, King. It's the Friday edition of Leafs Morning. Take Nick Alberga with you. My partner in crime, Jay Rosehill, will stop by in about five minutes or so for another installment of Three Hits with Rosie. Of course, a matinee affair is coming up on this Black Friday against the uh, Minnesota Wild. Marc-Andre Fleury returning to the crease. You get the Murray and Fleury matchup. We love those uh, in this hockey world. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review. Uh, don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest happening in Leafsland with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if you have thoughts, comments, concerns, questions, make sure to drop us a line down below in the chat here on YouTube. We'll get to that later on. And also, we have a guest on today's show, uh, Dave Panyota of the Fourth Period. Uh, we'll drop by. We'll get his thoughts on the passing, of course, of the King Boria Salming. And we'll, uh, we'll dive into the trade conversation as well with the Maple Leafs. I know they picked up Connor Timmins the other day, but I think they're far from done. And uh, the injuries continue to stockpile on the back end, by the way. And we'll get to that in mere moments. Uh, but it would be unjust if I didn't start with a quick piece, a quick word on Boreas Salming. Uh, really, really saddening news, of course, going down on Thursday. And more so the fact that just two weeks ago, he was in Toronto as part of Hall of Fame weekend, coined his final visit. Um... I think on the bright side, this city, right, rightfully so, got a chance to say goodbye, but it doesn't make the loss any much easier. I, I think when you think the name Borea Salming, and I could be one to attest, I'm 33 years of age, I never saw him play, but I just know how big he was, how important he was to the market, to the city, to the fans. So 
just a, a, a monumental loss after a courageous battle with cancer, or excuse me, yes, with ALS uh, passing away at the age of 71 um, on Thursday. And it just it's just a bitter blow for this city, this team, this franchise, uh, just a polarizing name, polarizing figure in this market. Um, so again, dedicating this show to Boreas Salming, just a really, really difficult loss. And, you know, it was fascinating too, because a Swedish outlet actually reached out to me yesterday for sort of a word. And they asked me, you know, what Boreas Salming meant to this team. And the only answer I can think of was everything. He's going to be greatly missed. That's for sure. Let's get over the boards. Tough transition, tough segue, uh, but again, the Leafs in action this afternoon, a rare matinee affair. Not very often you get to see the Leafs play in a matinee affair, but it is Black Friday in the States, as we know. So the Minnesota Wild are the home team, and the road trip continues here for the Maple Leafs who are 11-5-5, a six-game point streak, 4-0-2, and they're 7-1-3 in the month of November. So moral of the story, they're feeling good. But as I reference off the top, the injuries are starting to pile up. Jordy Ben, the latest week to week, put on injured reserve yesterday. So welcome back, Victor Mete. That's right, folks. We're looking at a top pairing this afternoon of Mark Giordano and Justin Hall, who's a Minnesota native, by the way. So maybe a little revenge narrative for Justin Hall. But I just don't know how they can keep this squeaky clean defensively. I know that's been a prevailing story the last little while. Toronto's been unbelievable defensively, considering the personnel out of this lineup. But Man, oh man, they're getting eaten alive with injuries right now on the back end. It really, really is crazy. Connor Timmons, by the way, is not going to play in this game. Uh, they're going to chill. They're going to take it easy in terms of easing him into the lineup, which I don't know if I agree with the guys in NHL caliber defenseman. At least they think they pick him up, and now they're not going to put him in the lineup. So Victor Mete uh, likely to come back in here for the Maple Leafs, but I can't get over the injuries. That's pretty crazy. You know, the other sidebar story, too, is Marc-Andre Fleury against Matt Murray. And uh, surprise, surprise, Fleury back uh, in the crease, missed three games with an upper body injury, so he'll get the call today. Um, all in all, it's going to be fascinating. Minnesota's have, uh, had an up-and-down start to the season. Of course, the Leafs are feeling much better about themselves. But without further ado, let's get the three hits with Rosie. Even though we've just been destroyed by injuries, the Hello, friends. Thanks for joining me. Another three hits with Rosie. Today, it's more of a public service announcement, I would call it, with number one being addressed to Leafs Nation, the fans of this team. What I really, really, really would like everyone to do is just hit the brakes and stop and look around and say, where are we right now? We are fourth in the NHL. We have a really, really, really good hockey team. We have a ton of good players under contract. I believe we have solved our goaltending issue. And we're fourth in the NHL, even though we've just been destroyed by injuries the entire season. Fourth in the NHL. That's not some fluky streak we went on. We are battling with four-string goalies who are getting it done. Fill-in defensemen that are getting it done. Guys are bouncing around the whole lineup and we're getting it done. We're fourth in the NHL. And we haven't even been remotely at the potential level that this roster can field when everyone's healthy. And there's still that feeling of ho-hum, ho-hum, oh man, poor me. It's like, you don't want to go into a rebuilding period where we lose all these guys. We can't sign everyone next year. We can't sign everyone the, the year after. We can't keep this top barrel NHL echelon roster together forever. No team ever can. It's going to go away. And you're going to be in the dog days of... 
thinking about rebuilding and being going to the draft and all that shit that's no fun for anybody and you're gonna say man i really took it for granted when we had a wicked hockey team all i did was bitch about what happened years ago and i never stopped to have fun with how great this season in it, it this is and how fun it is to follow a team you love when they're doing well and when they're a contender that brings me to two the host of this show nikolai alberga Man, I know you've been hurt. I know you've been jaded. I know you've been through some things. Reminds me of the adage, is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? And that reminds me of you, Nikki boy. I understand that you're very jaded. I understand that you've been hurt. But why do we keep dwelling on the past when the only thing we have, Nick, is the present and what can happen in the future? That's the only thing that matters. Those teams that lost in 2013, they don't, that doesn't, they're nothing to do with this team. They're nothing to do with it. The only thing that has been the same is the fans and the powerhouse behind this organization has been forever pessimistic about what they can do. And those boys in the locker room feel it. I promise you, why else would it be so hard to win in that damn market with all the teams they've had over the years? Let's change the script. Let's get on board with this team and ride them. And no matter what happens, believe in them and cheer for them and hope for them. And I promise you, whatever bet you want to make, they get to the second round this year. It's a done deal. I'll take it for you. I just want to heal you up. Moving forward, what does this team need to do? Well, they need to get healthy. Number three, we got to get our defensemen back. We got to get both goalies back. I think now more than ever, the importance of having a one-two punch in your goaltender position is paramount. And lo and behold, we have done it. Both of these goalies are fucking good. And I know there's been some injury problems. That's, there's nothing anyone can do about that. Murray's fucking good since day one in training camp. Samsonov is unbelievable since day one in training camp. Get them together for a little run. Heal up our back end and away these boys go and we will continue to rip points off of teams here teams that are doing organizational records and setting records for streaks we're just taking them down with half of a roster this team can go places this team is more resilient than the teams i've seen in the past they're able to turn it on they're not as fragile and this is the team to do it but let's get on board with that leafs nation let's heal that broken heart nikolai we're gonna get there this year baby you don't worry How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, I think by far that was the best rendition of Three Hits with Rosie in this early season. The passion, the optimism. He's not corrupted just yet, but uh, rest assured, folks, it is coming. So, again, that was Jay Rosehill. Three Hits with Rosie as the Leafs get set uh, to visit the Minnesota Wild. Uh, now we're going to bring in a friend of the show, one of my good friends in the industry from the fourth period. It is uh, Dave Panyota to share his thoughts here on Boreas Salming and also uh, the Maple Leafs in general in this early season. Dave, what's going on, buddy? I'm good. I'm good, man. I see you got a nice fresh cut there. Uh, yeah, because uh, nobody knows this, but Dave and I are headed to Fort Lauderdale this weekend to rip some stuff up. So uh, why not be fresh for the weekend, right? <laughs> well, I'm going to work um, and then maybe occasionally, <laughs> you know, visit visit a beach or have a pop or two. But yeah, uh, why not? It's, it's right? work. Well, exactly. It's business. It's it's work, whatever we want to call it. It's going to be a good weekend coming up in Sunrise. Uh, first and foremost, do you share the optimism? I'm sure you caught the tail end of three hits with Rosie. Do you share the optimism of one Jay Rosehill when it comes to the Leafs this season? Because I don't. Uh, some nights, yes. Uh, some nights, no. I mean, this is still a team that's on a bit of a roller coaster with respect to how they're performing from a consistent perspective. Um, I, I, without question, they have the potential. Um, they have the assets to do it. It's just a matter of, you know, being consistent night in and night out. Now, it's, it's better to play this type of hockey now than March and April. Um, and you hope by then they're, everybody's in sync and they're getting contributions from up and down the lineup. Um, you know, but, but looking at this team, the heavy hitters are, are for the most part, holding their weight. Um, you know, Tavares is doing well being back on a line with Mitch Marner. Those two click well together. Mitch creates the opportunities, 91 kind of finishes. And then there's a balancing act or a juggling act, rather, of who's on the left side of those guys. You'd like to see some consistency there. You know, obviously, Nylander can play with pretty much everybody. And you've got Austin Matthews, you know, kind of leading leading the charge. And eventually, he's going to start to get his goal spurts um, that consistent level going, which will certainly be nice to see from a Leafs perspective. But for me, it's it's the bottom six, and obviously it's the defense. Um, goaltending has held its own for the most part. I really like Ilya Samsonov or Samsonov, um, and I think he's eventually going to regain the reins. But Matt Murray, is, and at least in the last few games since he's come back from injury, has really done well. So the bottom six, the, the the depth is and has been an issue for me for the least for the last few years. They've tried to address it, um, and, and I don't think they're there yet for this season. And then obviously the defense and the decor, even before the injuries, you wanted to see a little bit of an, uh, of an upgrade there. So, look, as good as the team is, um, and, and I think they're going to go on, uh, eventually they're due for a long stretch, a solid stretch. 
But Nick, I, I just the depth overall for me, the quality of depth, that's the bigger concern um, from longevity perspective. You know what I thought was interesting too, and they made this comment on the broadcast the other night was the fact that in the Matthews and Marner era, the Leafs have yet to win over six games in a row because they're referencing New Jersey's 13 game win streak, which I think is hard to yeah. believe, but it just shows you how difficult a run like that is uh, to do. So Kyle Dubas is a lame duck GM. We all know it. Um, do you get the sense that he's going to try to position himself to try to win right now this season, like an all in mentality, or is that far from the truth? Well, no, he has to. Um, you know, he, he's, he's kind of had that mentality for the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, hey, look, when you give up a first-round pick for Nick Foligno, you, you better be going all in. Um, so, you know, you've had, that, you've had that mentality for the last two, three seasons. Um, it's just a matter of the salary cap not really doing you any favors. Um, you know, they had flexibility when – uh, Muzzin was put on LTIR and presumably done for the season to go up and down with with call ups and give yourself more flexibility at having guys readily available like Wayne Simmons and so on. Um, but with you know Riley now on LTIR, he's coming back presumably in January. So you've got to still have that space available, seven and a half million, in order for him to come back. Now they they have it now by sending guys down and things like that. But it's not simple by just you know, adding a piece and, and hoping for the best. Like if they could add a guy like Vladislav Gavrikov to that back end, they'd have done it yesterday. But $2.8 million cap hit makes it difficult to add that without 2.8 effectively leaving, um, you know, the roster. So it, without question, this is an all-in year from uh, the GM, except you can't go all-in when you're hamstrung by the salary cap unless you get really bold and you're making some pretty big moves. I, I just don't know, you know, where that where that fits. Because even if you move out, Nick, you move out somebody like Kerfoot, you free up some money, but then you lose a guy in your top nine that, based on this roster, you can't really afford to do unless you somehow, you know, find a bargain somewhere um, and he clicks. So is your sense that it's going to be more of the Connor Timmons type pickups, like the the value type pickups, if you will, even though he's played eight games in the last two seasons like is that what we're looking at here or do you, do you sense the Leafs could go big game hunting but you mentioned the salary cap right yeah I mean the cap's the biggest issue I, I think they want to go big game hunting um I, I think they'd like to make one or two bold moves without question address the D um and and really stabilize that that third line more than anything um you know get somebody that can play strong up the middle and then you have you know, Yarn Crook on one side, Kerfoot on the other. You hope Nick Robertson starts to get going a little bit here, although maybe that's another discussion. Um, but I think I think without question, they'd like to. Um, it's just a matter, again, of, of where does that bold move come from? And is anybody going to be able to help you out? Like Anaheim, Buffalo, Ottawa, they've got the cap space. Can you incentivize them to take on an extra body? Chicago as well. Um, later on in the season, but then you got to give up additional assets. If you're going all in, you got to determine whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze. And, and it, I mean, if you sit back and just half-ass it, you're, you're not really going to get anywhere. So I, I think they'd like to. It's just a matter of finding the right move that makes sense. And it might not be now. It, it, it may be, you know, February or, or right before the trade deadline on March 3rd. 
And the thing I love to bring up in this market, because some people don't seem to get it, is the fact that you're not the only team trying to acquire these assets, yeah. right? Like there's right. going to be a variety of contenders, teams that think they're legitimate enough to, you know, make a run in the Stanley Cup playoffs going after the same guys like John Klingberg, which I think makes the job even more difficult for Kyle Dubas. But as you reference, like, They've pretty much done this to themselves. I, I hate referencing no. the cap because every team deals with the salary cap situation. And they had to know this was coming, knowing that they put so much stock in the big four, right? Well, look, I don't fault them for giving money, giving the money to the guys that they've given it to. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, Austin's do the money. Mitch was do the money. Nylander's a, a bargain. And that was everybody was up in arms over that contract at the time. Um, but he's a bargain and, and you got 91 that's also collecting a heavy paycheck, but you look at his performance based on the rest of the guys in the league. I mean, you can't, you can't really fault them. Now, hindsight, you want to go back and say, well, maybe you could have split up that money instead of signed Tavares. You could have done, you know, brought in a couple of, well, it doesn't matter it, it, what it, that happened. So you got to kind of maneuver your way around it. The guys that are making the money are certainly earning it. Um, but you've got to get creative in, in other ways. Now, you know, can Nick Robertson find his game? Well, that would depend on how much ice time he's given. You got to give him a stretch. And if he's got like four or five, six games under him and he's clicking on that second line, okay, perfect. You found a bit of a solution for the time being. You know you can focus a little bit more and address your third line, solidify that top nine, um, and then kind of go from there. So, it's a tricky situation, certainly, and every team is dealing with it. Like a lot of teams would like to make moves, but yeah, that salary cap is a pain in the butt. So you got to kind of figure it out. But again, if you want to, if you're chasing a cup, sometimes you got to go bold. And if this is lame duck season for Kyle Dubas, well, go big or go home. Let's go bold. Uh, did Eric Carlson play for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds? No, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> but no. would, would Eric Carlson... No, that, there, there's the answer. That's the answer I was looking for. A quick-witted response yeah. by Dave Pinota. Eric Carlson, um, in any world, whatever, if it's this one or any other, w would he ever make sense for the Leafs to, to look at right now? No, not at... I mean, not again, not at $11.5 million. And I don't think... Um, I don't think San Jose's got an appetite to eat half that deal. Uh, maybe a couple million, maybe two, three million. Like they ate 2.72, I think, this is, this is the actual number on Brett Burns, uh, excuse me, Brett Burns' contract to send him to Carolina, freed up a little bit of space. Um, maybe two, three million on Carl's deal, but I just don't see it. I, I don't see a scenario where that plays out uh, for any team this season. Maybe next year. Um, maybe in the offseason, but I, I don't see that as a fit. The guy that I'm looking at, whether on the Leafs or, or any other team, is Timo Meyer. Like Mike Greer coming out a couple of weeks ago and saying, yeah, we're willing to listen on Eric Carlson. To me, that was twofold. One, maybe there's a fit somehow that works for Carlson and he'll accept a trade and, you know, freeze up some money. We get some young assets. Why not? You shoot your shot. But the other message is we're wide open for business. And Timo Meyer is the most attractive asset from a trade perspective for San Jose. Yeah, he's got the qualifying offer of 10 million. Yeah, he's got Arbright's. If you're acquiring this guy, you're probably going to get a sense as to whether what uh, an extension looks like. Now, or or you may not. You may say we're going to keep him for this season. He's going to be too expensive. We're going to boot him out at the end of the season and get some other assets. Um, 
But whether it's the Leafs or whether it's another team, that's the guy I'm looking at on San Jose and, and, and trying to bring in. He's got a solid cap hit right now, even though his QO and he's making $10 million. Um, but if you want to go bold, that's a hell of a risk to take because of that RFA status. But go for it. Why not? You're right. You just, I mean, you just look around the league. There's just, again, there's a lot of teams clumped together as per usual. And then there's others who just don't know if they're bona fide sellers or not. And then on top of that, again, there's so many different teams involved in the market. And, and is there that, you know, lucrative of a guy out there that you want to, you know, spend a Nick Robertson, a first round pick. It gets back to the conversation of dishing out a first rounder for Nick fucking Felino. with all due respect, Felino's an amazing dude. <laughs> I thought he did great things. He stepped up for JT in the playoffs, which I love that. Like, I love the passion. He's been great with Boston. But again, I think yeah. I look around. I'm like, is there really somebody maybe outside of John Klingberg who's in a walk here? He's done after this year. He's not going to be long-term with a Leaf. Like, would I spend that that sort of currency on? But, you see, the issue with, I mean, you look at this roster. Do they need John Klingberg? No. I mean, yeah. they don't even need Eric Carlson. Like, True. It's, True. it's nice to have. Um, but this team's got the offensive uh, sturdiness on that back end. They need this, uh, strong reliability in their bottom six. You need two-way yeah. play. You've got the offensive weapons. So for me, it's not it's not John Klingberg in Anaheim. I mean, maybe it's Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at the Ducks, he's a walkaway guy. Um, if you have a combo of both, Jacob Chikrin. Well, he'd be a hell of a get, um, you know, but I, that's what you're looking at a Nick Robertson-esque type player, um, a first round pick plus, like, do you want to give that up? He's got three more years at 4.6 million. So it's a little bit easier to swallow, but sometimes you got to pay a lot to get a lot. And, you know, you're looking at that caliber player. If you want to play both ends of the ice on the decor, I mean, Chikrin's a hell of a target, and he wants out of there. Um, so maybe that's who, who you focus uh, focus in on and zero in on. Otherwise, like I mentioned Gavrikov earlier, 27 years old. There's going to be 27. Sturdy guy on that back end. He's averaging, I think, 22 minutes a night. That's the kind of player you need on this team. You've got the offensive weapons. You need to play – you need to bring in the other elements that stabilize the other end of the ice. Um and and that's a guy that can do that, and he's proven that he's putting up the minutes. Um, yeah, Columbus is having a rough year, but I mean, he's a guy that a ton of teams would love to get their hands on. So Klingberg is a sexy name. Carlson's the sexy name, um, but you need you need the other intangibles, and I think that's what they're looking at for the most part. But again, that cap issue is a pain in the ass. So they got to figure it out. I mean. Look, if it's me, I'm trying my best to go after, if you're looking at the market, a guy like like Chikrin because you've got that longevity there. But, yeah. you know, it's a high price to pay. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's going to be a, quite the tap dance over the next little while uh, for Kyle Dubas and company. Two names I would throw out there as well, Travis Konechny and how about Tom Wilson? Let, let's stir the pot in this market, Dave. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, well, you get the local boy in, in – Tommy Dubs. I mean, look, he's he's a guy like he's he's exactly what they need. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like he's he's the type of player that every team in the league would love to get their hands on. Um, 
you know, the thing that I've never, like, Brendan Shanahan, when he played, I mean, physical, not afraid to drop the mitts. He's putting up the points. He's getting dirty in every area, and he's gotten that offensive swagger to him. You'd think that being the president of the team, that would be the kind of guy you'd like to bring in because um, he would fit so perfectly with this group. Um, well, Tom Wilson is, is I mean, he's not what Brendan Shanahan was from an offensive side of things, but he's today's modern version of a guy that can contribute offensively and is just a hell of a phys- physical force, and he's a big body. I mean, he'd be great. I don't see the Caps moving him. Um, but he'd be great, and he's still on the mend. He's obviously healing up, and he's uh, hopefully back sooner than later for the Caps. But Konechny is another interesting – an interesting one. Um, he would, I think, fit this team nicely. And my understanding is Philly is willing to listen on just about everybody. Doesn't mean they're actively shopping Konechny. And they had had his name out there for the last couple of seasons. But my understanding in Philly is they've listened to pretty much anyone um, – I guess other than Carter Hart at this stage, and I'm including Provorov in there, Sanheim, they just got the extension with, they'll listen. Doesn't mean they're actively shopping them, but the understanding I have is they're willing to listen. They'll pick up the phone, they'll pick this up and say, okay, let's see what you got. Um, maybe it's worthwhile. Exactly. So Kyle, get on the phone, um, give Chuck a call because you never know. Now he's got term and he's having a hell of a resurgence of a season, a revenge season nick if you will love that yeah there you go uh but i mean look it's it's not gonna come cheap um but again you got to give to get and is he the primary priority for this for this club that caliber player right now maybe because if you can bring him in and you're moving futures you can juggle the line a little bit um and and help stabilize that that top nine it's going to be a hell of a price um, but, you know, worth it in the end if it, if it certainly works out and Philly's willing to take the call. So you never know. Lastly, just a quick word on Borea Salming's passing. <sighs> that was, the, uh, that, it's a rough one. That hit a lot of people um, because I don't think too many people, at least, you know, publicly knew that, um, he had deteriorated that much from from the disease um, and that quickly. Like this is this has been a quick uh, it was a quick attack against him, no question um, on that. It was beautiful to see a couple of weeks ago the fan reaction the um, on both nights, Hall of Fame night and then the following night on the Saturday, where it was just just him. Um, tremendous human being. you know, one of the best defensemen of his era. Uh, fantastic player, really set the bar in terms of Europeans coming over and the caliber of, of play that they had. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but th- this just, I got to know him about 10 years ago and on. Uh, so for the last 10 years, um, we did a photo shoot with him for the magazine and everything a couple times, actually. He, he got invo- involved with floorball and, and a few other things um, and was was always in shape. Um even at you know in his 60s like this guy was just a beast uh steady and just a hell of a human being good guy always willing to give you the time of day even if he just met you you know let's 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 talk hockey let's talk this let's talk that um just a hell of a human being a great person heck of a hockey player and without question 
will be missed. Um, uh, and, and fortuitous timing in terms of honoring him the way that the organization did and the way that the fans did. Um, just, you know, a, a, a sad situation. ALS is it's a pain in the ass. Um, and it's a very tough disease, obviously. And, and this one, this one hit a lot of people, no question in the hockey community. And obviously you just, you know, you wish his family and friends all the best in this scenario and no suffering on that end. So it's, 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 that's good to see, but um, just a combination of a hall of fame player and a hall of fame person. Very well said, Dave. Uh, we'll leave it at that. And uh, I guess I'll see you on the beach this weekend. Okay. All right, bring your short shorts. <laughs> Speedo weather, baby. See you, Dave. Later, buddy. There you have it. Uh, Dave Panyota, the fourth period, and just, uh, I thought, excellent, excellent words on the legend, the king himself, uh, Borea Salming, of course, passing away at the age of 71 on Thursday. Uh, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Back Canada. First and foremost, credit to Rosie for yesterday's call, the Minnesota Vikings minus two and a half. They got the job done late against the New England Patriots, so I'll try to keep things going and momentum going into the weekend, into my trip into Florida. Give me the uh, over six, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Minnesota Wild at the XL Energy Center. Um, I crunched the numbers. The Wild home games have hit the over in six of ten games so far this season. and, and In fact, it's been a strategy of mine the last couple of years when betting on the Minnesota Wild and their home games is to take the over. So I'm going to stick with that. I know the Leafs have been impeccable defensively, but again, you take Jordy Ben now out of that lineup. It's only an amount of time before something happens and then the dam breaks loose and they play like a 7-6 game. So I'm going to take my chances. I know I, I hit the over the other night and it didn't hit and they were really, really impressive in that win in New Jersey, but I'm going to hit the over again tonight and see where it goes. So over six in this game the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Minnesota Wild. And if you want, you can sprinkle a bit on William Nylander. We know his his relationship with Boreas Salming. He's going to be playing with heavy hearts. So are the entire Toronto Maple Leafs this afternoon. So I think maybe you look at Nylander goal, shot prop, assists, any, anything you'd like on the Nylander front. So there's your uh, Points Bet Canada bet of the day as we enter the weekend here on Leafs Morning Take. Many thanks to Dave Peniota, the fourth period, for dropping by. Jay Rosehill as well for three hits with Rosie. So I reference, I'll be going to Florida, but again, I'll be taking my show on the road per se, uh, maybe with a couple of shots of tequila on air, probably not. Uh, but I will do the show Monday and Tuesday from Fort Lauderdale. So uh, don't miss that. And plenty of exciting and fun stuff ahead next week here uh, when it comes to lease morning take. So for now, I'm going to bid you farewell. Enjoy the matinee affair. Very rare we get those matinee affairs here in Leafsland. So enjoy that. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll talk on Monday. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 